0: Uh, guys, welcome to Sweet Talk. Uh, this is the first time we've done this feature. We want this feature to be um, quite off the cuff. We're going to have fans from all different clubs. Next week, we've got fans from London, up north, um, and some big channels coming on as well. Today's uh, is going to be mainly walls-based. Um, oh, there you are. You can um, hear me on my phone. Let me, just, on um... well. Today's, uh... <laughs> Let me just pause that. Um, so, yeah, today's going to be uh, mainly Wolves base. So, um, Scott, should we get our first uh, first guest on?
1: Yeah, let's get our first guest. Let's welcome Mr. Tom Marshall. Hi, Tom, mm. how are you doing? Hello, everyone. How are you doing,
0: Tom? You are right. You are not prepared at all, are you? We've been chatting for like 20 <laughs> minutes. You've been talking for like 20 minutes before the stream. Oh, can you not hear can't, us?
2: Can't hear a thing you say either of <laughs> you. Oh no, this got... is not going very successful.
0: <laughs> you you could hear us for like twenty minutes before we start streaming and then he cocks up. What a more Yeah,
1: they know believable. Well Tom comes back on, should we get uh, should we get our next guest done?
0: I mean yeah, we can he can jump back in if he wants to. Um we'll Let, in Scott welcome, because,
1: um yeah, let's welcome our next guest. This is uh, this has uh started brilliantly, hasn't it? Let's welcome uh let's welcome Scott. Obviously going to speak a lot of sense. Scott, how are you doing?
3: I'm good, man. Um, You can tell you guys are nervous.
1: (laughs) It it, it doesn't help that uh, the first guest has disappeared straight away. We weren't uh, really uh, (laughs) expecting that. But anyway, we move on. We move on. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, Scott,
0: you're actually uh, quite established amongst the the Wolves fan base. You uh, are the owner and admin of the Wolf Pack, which if you haven't seen on Facebook, over 10,000 followers and you do get a lot of people good forum commenting all the time.
3: Uh yeah, with the wolf pack I'm I'm not the owner. I will say I'm not the owner. I just help them out now and again. Uh the owners are Ash and Tom, really good lads, but they keep this off of the public eye more than anything. And I'm I put my face there and about sometimes it comes off good, sometimes it comes off bad. Um But yeah, uh, it's one of them where it's a good platform that they built and I'm happy to be a part of to try and build and give the Wolves fans a voice.
0: And uh, I believe you were also heavily involved with a local team that a lot of people might know, which is uh, Bushby Hill FC, a place where I used to live. Um, And all all the links are in the description for people to check out. What's your involvement in that?
3: So I'm the chairman. Um, I built the club up from scratch in September 2019. Um, but it's been a rough season uh, due to COVID and everything. It's been postponed um, every five seconds, it feels like. But we've still got a good uh, bunch of lads. We've got about 60 people around the club, that's staff and players that um, all help out and take part and stuff. Um, we've built a good social media presence that we started from the very beginning, and it's just grew and grew. And we've had people come and go who have contributed and people who are coming in now who are contributing even more. Like we've got our own YouTube channel now, which I never thought would happen. And then what was even better was we got an actual proper decent intro designed for it, which made us look less, um, you know, amateur
0: no definitely and as you say um, we we know more than most people that you've got to start from somewhere considering this is our first live stream and it's gone wrong <laughs>
1: straight away, <laughs> straight away.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, let's uh, let's jump onto walls because although we've gone back and forth over the last month or two i've i I've commented a lot on the wolf pack which you've been generous enough to uh post a lot of our content even when it's not wars related um what what's your opinion on this season obviously it's quite different to our last two campaigns where it's just been success after success where where are you? Obviously, a lot of people are calling for Nuno's head and a whole change in the club, which I find
3: bizarre. Where where do you sit? For me, um, it's, it's in my my opinion. Some people are uh, find it controversial, but I'm Nuno in, and I always will be. And um, the guy has done enough for our club in recent memory to earn our trust and our patience. Um it's one of them where this season is been one of the toughest seasons not not just for wolves but for the whole country as a whole football wise and we are feeling the effects probably more than most with the injuries that we suffered especially to like a key player like raul and then not only that we, what some wolves fans forget as well is we've come off arguably the longest season we've had Ever where we've started the season, we started last season before anybody else, and we ended it before anybody else as well. And I know like Man United went that little bit, bit further, but they never started as early as we did. So to yeah. me, it's it's one of them where, what it was like about two weeks I think where we had before we had to start the new season, and then you add into the fact that we've had to we've lost our team, we lost Jota, we brought in players who never had a preseason, never had chance to to gel with the The team that was already there Then you throw in the injuries Which started off with Johnny And it's just one of them where We've just got to understand that And be patient with it But I can understand from Other Wolves fans point of view Where they want success They want us to be up there Why shouldn't we be up there Everybody else has had the same problems I get that But at the same time We're building something here We're not a Man City We're not a Man United We're not a Liverpool We're Wolves And we've got to Like Nuno keeps saying We've got to remember where we come from We come from the Championship And this is a process it's one of them where you're going to have one bad season along the way, at least. And this is our bad season. All we need to do is dust ourselves yeah. off, get through it. We're not going to get relegated, so we don't need to worry about that. We, we're not going to get Europe if we're realistic. But we we are able to finish, in my opinion, still above 10th or at least 10th. And that's what we should aim for. And we should be happy that we get through it. With players coming back, like Raul's due to come back soon. You're going to have um, other players coming back soon as well, like Podence. Uh, Bolly's already on his way back. So it's one of them where next season, I honestly think we'll be a lot stronger, especially if we if we take advantage of the summer transfer window this time. Because I, I think if I had one complaint about this season, yeah. is we didn't you utilise the transfer window um, well, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, it's one of them where let's just get this season over and done with and then go again next season. And if Nuno... Is in the same predicament next season? Then you can start saying, "Well, let's look for somebody else." But in my yeah, opinion, he's earned the right <laughs> to be there.
0: Oh, I was just going to say because I'm, I'm fully behind what uh, Scott is saying. You're slightly different. You're maybe a bit more lenient toward, not lenient, but you're more of a case where things may have to change sooner than maybe I and the other Scott believe.
1: Yeah, with with me, I think perhaps that. Um... You know, depend. It's more the style of play. It's more the style of play. I've not really enjoyed our style of football this season. Um, Scott, do you think maybe you touched on that uh, shorter preseason? Do you reckon that was, uh, you know, that's a factor of why we haven't played um, exciting football this season? Obviously, fans haven't been in as well. What, what, what do you reckon uh, to to that point? Well, you know, because the style of play has definitely dropped this last year. I don't, and I you know there's I reckon there's a number of different factors I'm just interested to hear
3: what your take is on that well for me it's one of them where he's uh, with all that stuff we've had this season with the injuries like I've just explained adding to the fact that he's probably thinking as well people know us by now they know the way we play let's change it up but the problem is if we had no injuries and we had the same team then yeah change it up it could work but you're got new players. you got players who, like Fabio, that shouldn't have even been starting, but he's had to because Raul's injured. You add all that; those factors in, changing the system's not going to work. It's never going to work because it's one of them where none of these lads were prepared for it. Um, none of these new lads are going to be able to adjust to a new way of playing when they can't even adjust to the new league because you haven't had the time to, to adjust. So it was always going to be difficult, but I could see what Nuno was trying to do. There is a thing amongst the Wolves fans where we do play boring football, as they say. For me, yeah. yes, okay, it is boring. We're not an exciting team. You yeah. know, there has been games where, we, like, you know, I remember the Manchester United quarterfinal at Molineux. The atmosphere was immense. But that's the same boring football. It was just that we had the 12th man that built that atmosphere up. You had us um putting Man United on the ropes the whole game. So you had add those factors in that boring football wasn't as boring as we're seeing now the reason why it's it's become how can i put it the reason why it's become more boring to the forefront of all of the fans views is because one there's no fans in there so we're just sitting okay. at home watching our team get run over but that was what we were getting anyway when we were in the stands you've got yeah. no 12th you've got no 12th man to lift the team so when we do go on a counter attack there's no there's no like Raw behind it So it's one of them where It's a frustrating season And it comes back to the bigger problem In the world with COVID It's one of them where it's affected football It's affected our lives You throw into the fact that Wolves are having a bad season And we're at a, we're having a bad time of like life-wise Because of this COVID Smash it together We're not going to enjoy it We're going to get annoyed by it We're going to get angry by it And this is why The 12th man is now on Twitter and Facebook And the 12th man Is not a solid unity of, like, let's go forward, let's get behind the team. It's more about frustration. It has and, been a lot
1: more negative, hasn't it, this season? Yeah. You've touched on that brilliantly. I think uh, the support in general has been a lot more negative. And as you say, maybe not having that fan impact um, actually in the ground and more just online, I think has helped promote more of a negative
3: attitude. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. Because we Nuno, when he came in here, he was the first manager in my memory anyway that made the city fall in love with the team again. Yeah. And in do, in doing so, that twelfth man became vital to the club. It made us a pack, a wolf pack. Do you know what I mean? Right? With the one thing that Nuno keeps relating to. And that 12th man is key. They've lost that. Add adding to fact what I've just said, no preseason, uh coming off the back of the longest season we've ever had, the injuries and everything. Wolves has been hit with a lot of damage this season through no fault of our own. And it's one of them where, yes, I do think you can blame him from a transfer point of view. So I do think we should have got a, another striker in that was more experienced instead Great. of Fabio. But I could also understand why he only got Fabio in. Because if you look at what he bought from the off, so he bought Marcel in straight away. Straight away, you knew you knew he needed to do that because Johnny was out because he got injured in the last um, game. He bought Fabio in with the intention of Fabio's probably going to play for the under-23s, make a few cameo appearances off the bench. Nobody in this world knew that was going to happen to Raul, and if Raul was to get injured, was he going to be out for a lengthy time? Not, not, probably not, really.
4: That's but a good that point.
3: Is, That that injury knocked that knocked knocked the stuffing out of us, basically. And you add into yep. the factor of everybody else getting injured around about the same time, it's 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 affected us a lot, a lot.
1: Yeah, I guess yeah. you just touched on uh, with the uh, striker that we you know, could have perhaps brought in a more experienced striker, of course, with the injury to Raul. Uh, that has now happened, hasn't it, with William Jose? I mean, what do you make of him so far? Um, I mean, and obviously not yet a goal to his name. Um, divide's opinion. Some people can't believe that we've even brought him in. Um, others are a bit more sympathetic. Uh, James, you you obviously you obviously want him uh, not to play another minute and have Fabio in, don't you? Um <laughs> So where, where do you lie, lie with that, Scott?
3: <laughs> Personally, for me, when he when we signed him, it was a breath of fresh air because there was too much pressure and too much weight on Fabio Silva to produce what we had seen with Raul. And he wasn't ready for it. The club wasn't ready for it. And it showed in the games that we played. And then when Jose came in, you're thinking more experienced striker with an older head, uh, can link up the play a lot better, hold the ball up a lot better, and hopefully get some goals along the way. The problem was, again, it comes back to that thing. He's got to adjust to the new league. He's got to adjust to all those new teammates. And those excuses can last for a certain amount of time when it's a January transfer window signing. But it comes to that where it's I can see why everybody wants Fabio because Fabio's impact off the bench is a lot more than what Jose does in most games. Yep. Yep. And it's one of them that if you really dissect the game, you can see what Jose does bring to the, the team He brings what Raul can do, but just not at a level of Raul, if you know what I mean. So, it's Mm -hmm. one of them where that's great, but you've got to add goals to your game. And because he's not adding goals, that's a lot of frustration on the the fans now, thinking, well, he's doing nothing. They're not looking at what he is doing, because he's not producing any goals for us. And he's not doing it, like I said, what he is doing. He ain't doing to a level of Raul, so it's not getting noticed either. Now, you look at Fabio. When Fabio comes on, he's like a little puppy. He wants to run out of people, he wants to chase down the ball and he's getting into opportunities to get a goal, like we saw that one against Leicester, where Casper Michael pulled off a save, and he was getting ridiculed online, saying like he should have put it away but what everybody's got to understand is he's 18, he got into the position, like a striker does and Kasper Schmeichel pulled off a good save now if he that did. was Raul if that yes, was yes. Raul Raul wouldn't have gone that route that Fabio did. He would have put it across the other side of the the box. Yeah,
1: probably would have uh, dinged into it, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But yeah. The reason the reason why Fabio didn't do that, and we've got to understand this, is because Fabio's still young, still learning the craft. So he's just when got saw, saw, he's just saw the goal and he's just going to shoot. He hasn't thought, oh, I should put it the other way. Where if that was Raul, Raul would have. If it was Jose, yeah. I reckon Jose would have as well. But I think at the minute, like I, I do, realistically think as much as everybody wants Silva to play against Liverpool. I do see Jose still playing against Liverpool because I think
0: these um these rumors of apparently signing him have come out this week uh, yeah. reduced fee. Unless that fee is fifty grand, I can't see it happening.
3: <laughs> That's not a joke. Uh, to, be, to be honest, I can't see what he's done on the pitch that warrants us to even be interested in buying him, to be honest. Personally, for me. Personally, personally for me, I appreciate that. I appreciate anybody that wears the golden black shirt for us, right? And I appreciate what he's done. But I think at the end of the season, we should ask him to go and say, tell him back to, to Raul Solcedad or whatever, or do a Benicaphobe where we buy him, and then sell him straight away. Because I can't see him um, making an impact, even with a preseason under his belt. I can see Fabio Silva impressing and getting a lot better um, than he will. With Raul coming back as well, I reckon that we should invest our money more in a striker that can back up Raul, one that we know that can back up Raul, somebody with Premier League experience, somebody who doesn't mind being on that bench most of the time. Who would you go uh, for? Who is that striker
0: in that 10 to million million pound bracket that you think you can pay 50 60 grand a week to, who will get you a goal when he's not playing, is it rusty, not match fit?
3: To me, it's somebody like an Origi, a Danny Ings, something like that. Somebody who is on, who ain't like a striker that comes to the tip of your mouth straight away. So, like, we're talking like strikers, Terry Henry, uh, Shearer. You're not going to get somebody of that high calibre.
0: I don't think Danny Ings Ings goes from Southampton starting lineup to... Oh, no, 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 no,
3: no. He won't do that. I mean, I just mean in a player, like, of that level, um, he will never leave Southampton because he's their number one striker. But I mean... Yeah, Josh King is Josh King definitely, but I think other clubs have seen him and other clubs will go for him. And if he reckons he can start for them rather than sit on the bench for Wolves, he'll go for them. I reckon what will happen um, is we'll get a striker in, but he'll be from a foreign club. And he'll probably be somebody yeah, we've never yeah. heard of. And he'll yeah, probably be somebody otherwise. that is young, but he ain't as young as Fabio. So he'll probably be like 24, 25. And he'll be some like, I don't get why we don't bring Rafa Mur back. Rafa- He's been doing well, hasn't he? i think I think the
1: issue with him is perhaps um, he doesn't didn't really warm to living in England, did he? Um, and that's probably why we moved him back to Spain. But, you know, he's had another couple of years. Um, maybe he would be up for giving it another go, you know, a bit older as well. So, you know, he would fan- maybe will fancy another try come the summer. And as you say, he's uh, starting to bag a will few he, goals. Will he,
0: but will he come back to England again to sit on the bench or play football in Spain, Italy? Will you
3: look- You look at Rafa, you look at Rafa at the minute, he's living it up in Spain, um, scoring goals, and he's getting, he's getting noticed by Real Madrid, he's getting noticed by big clubs. To me, I don't think he would want to come back to Wolves, because what? why come back to Wolves when he can play in his home country for a team that's way better than what we are, Champions League, do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, I don't see, see it happening, but. Rafa Mur at the minute, if you put all that aside, would have been the perfect person to bring back and put on. Like, I don't get why we didn't bring him back and we brought back Trane. Do you know what I mean? Like, it w- for me, it would have been Rafa I would have brought back. Or I would have gave, um, I can't pronounce his name, but that under-23 lad, um, core something. Oh, yeah. I, I like uh, Cor Cab- well, isn't it? Something yeah, like that, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I would. I would have put him on the bench to or at least gave him a run out to see what he could do because he is a, he looks like a striker for the future he does so but yeah, definitely, I don't know.
1: Definitely.
3: realistically i could see us buy realistically which i don't want to see but i can see it happening we probably won't buy a striker in the summer and we'll probably buy jose and jose will be the backup then and fabio oh. will go back to it i don't i don't <laughs> want that to happen i don't want that to happen but i could but see can that. see i can yeah. see that happening yeah, i don't I, see it <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them where if they're all, if the rumours are true and they're already looking at negotiating a cheaper fee for him, then it's guaranteed that we're not going to be looking anywhere else for a striker, and that's the option that we'll have. And all we can hope for is he has a really decent preseason under Nuno, and Nuno makes something out of him. So when Raúl is called upon to rest, he does the business when he comes on. Yeah, definitely.
1: Listen, yeah, I mean, Scott, it's just, a, he really, really. Um... I, I was literally just going to say, uh, Scott, just to uh, just to finish off. Um, Obviously, you want to keep Nuno. Um, If there's one player that we could sign in the summer, uh, what position would you go for? I think there's a few maybe where we do need uh, more, you know, more cover or maybe just a better player. So what would would be your one priority for the uh, next season?
3: Well, I've been debating a lot on Facebook and Twitter with people and everything the one common thing that comes up is we've got the same defense that we had when we was in the championship we've said this yeah yeah and it's one of them as much as like I would love to see Cody Bolly, Sace you know even Den when he's put back there you know stay for us and do the business I can't see it happening I could probably see somebody coming in permanent like I, there was rumors recently that Kilman's going to be gone which for me is a shame because Kilman is a, a good young lad who I would honestly keep. But if he's going, then that makes you think that they're probably going to be looking for a centre back to partner with Cody and Bolly. And then Saison Dendonko just fill the role if they're needed or go back into that midfielder role. But um yeah, I reckon defense is where we need to, to get a better player. Like Cody is getting better. He has his he has his moments, but Cody's getting better every game. And it yep. proves that when he's getting selected for England. Uh Bolly for me is the best defender we have. Um and I honestly hope we keep Bolly for a while. And it wouldn't be I've, I said before when he was in the championship, it wouldn't be long before he was called up to the French national squad. But now he's changed allegiance to, I think it's Ivory Coast, and he's been called yeah. up for them. Again, it yeah. just speaks volumes that if he's been called up for national duty, then obviously he's doing something right. Of course. So, Bolly and Cardio me for safe, uh, safe. So, it's just partnering somebody with them. Safe is the guy who I would put there until we buy somebody. For me, we do need somebody with a Premier League experience, somebody who could just help the defence out. Like... It's, if it was me, uh, I'd buy uh, James, James Tosk, Tosk Toski, uh, I can't
0: remember uh, yeah, um,
3: somebody yeah. like it, somebody like him, you know, somebody who's going to get stuck in and, you know, get a, put the cat amongst the pigeons type defender, like is but without the booking, you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-mm. Um, I, something- um I, I think a centre-back is uh, the way forward for next season. Yeah. We can't keep playing, and i I'll say this on every video. Yeah. 66% of our centre-backs are midfielders by nature, so I completely agree. Um, Scott, it's a shame that we had to waste a minute of your time talking about Jose, but I'm guessing we had to get him in there a little bit. <laughs> uh, guys, obviously, check out um, uh, the link in the description for both the Wolf Pack If you're not subscribed there on Facebook, it is a really good channel uh, or page to have a look at. And also Bushby Hill, if you are local and do want to support a local team, check them out, give them a subscribe, and obviously when the season's up and running. Uh, maybe check out a few uh, a few games. But um, Scott, I
1: really appreciate it. And hopefully we can get no you back on very soon. Yeah, cheers for coming uh, on, thank
0: you. Oh mate, oh. You back on. <laughs> sorry on. Scott, sorry, carry <laughs> on. Okay,
3: all I was gonna say was um I've been watching <laughs> your ch- your channel now ever since you guys appeared like to me at the Wolf Pack and um blown away by the content as well and i think you guys are doing a good job keep it up and i know it will get better
1: oh thank you very much imagine, <laughs> no imagine if i got rid of you before you said that christ i'm glad I brought you back in now
3: <laughs> no worries man no worries no cheers right. thanks for coming i will
1: get you on soon cheers thank you Bye. Right, do
0: we do we risk do we risk Marshall again? He's a bit of a moron anyway.
1: (laughs) I think I think that's what the crowd's demanding. uh, They want to see Marshall. Marshall, hopefully you can hear us now. If we add you to the stream, fingers crossed, this goes all right second time round. Marshall, (laughs) welcome. Please, can you hear us?
2: Hello, everyone. Can Can you hear us this time?
1: We can can hear you. 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 We can hear you. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you as well. Well, I just want to put that down. Perfect. He's in. He's in. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's it's, it started bad, online. but can only get better. It's <laughs> not yeah. so,
0: Mosh. Um, obviously, anything from what Scott said, do you completely go against the grain of any of it? Uh, do you disagree?
2: Oh, I, uh, I massively, massively agree with your point. On, uh, actually, no, I probably disagree. with Point actually, that the grand would be too much money for Willie and Jose. <laughs> too much. money. And I actually yeah. need to send out a. I need to send out a, uh, a public apology to Dave McGoldrick because when when Jose came for the first few games that he'd signed for, I just said he was nothing but the Brazilian Dave McGoldrick. But McGoldrick can actually do something. William Jose, nah, not for I me.
0: You, um, didn't you say you'd rather have him for uh, rather than uh, Joe Linton? Didn't you? After watching the game last night, didn't have a bad game.
2: In uh, yeah, my pecking order of Brazilian strikers, I'd certainly have Joe Linton a lot higher than William Joza. <laughs> <Gilda.
1: laughs> some people with Jose, uh, just, they're actually playing uh, in the... Uh... Jose
2: is so isolated. It just seems to feel like playing with 10 men, we're playing with it all the time. It seems like it'd be like a 4-4-1 with him up front. It was the one. feels like that's the we'd blame. But like, there's like a, a no one sort of thing. Like there's no absolutely no attack
0: I mean, all I hear is that he holds the ball up well and links up play. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> well,
2: I, I don't say what, that
0: quite often. <laughs> yeah, but you're a moron, like, genuinely.
2: <laughs> I, I really yeah. thought we'd sign the player when he played that, uh, that Crystal Palace away game, because we were like, oh, we really just need someone that can link this, this Jimenez role together. And uh, well, the balls are coming into him. He had, like, two or three shots within, like, the first half, or within, like, the game at least. And everyone was thinking, ooh, right, OK, we might actually have it's something we can learn to play. You just hit well. the nail on the head. You just, just, you're just that, like, You just hit small the small enough thing that was so similar to Raoul's game. Uh, and everyone thought, right, now we now might be able to push and start to get in the point where we weren't before. It just hasn't materialised. Don't get me wrong. Your, your point on Rafa Mia doing well as far I think Jose's goals games was something similar to Rafa Mia's. He was scored 18 and God knows what like 20, like 30 appearances it's, or something stupid like that, similar to Rafa Mia. So is that yeah. to be facing it around? Spanish league's probably one no. best defences, especially lower down in the league as well.
0: Yeah, this is a problem. When, you, when you're seeing these players do well in Spain, but they can't do well in the championship or lower league, uh, in the Premier League, you know, Let's be real, Sheffield United probably finished 10th in the in the liga, even based on their performances this season, because they've put in some good performances this season against the likes of United. I think it went three all, didn't it? Or they lost three two in the last minute. But yeah. you know, if you're scoring against if you're scoring against Ibiza FC or Gibraltar, who gives a fuck? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't
2: exactly that. Yeah. Uh, all I was gonna say is Brighton at the moment probably uh, down there as one of one of the lower lower down teams, the lower down teams in the English Prem. Uh, they have a higher xG and a higher better attacking portfolio, like a, a better attacking rate than than Atletico Madrid do, and they're top of the La Liga. They play yeah, more attacking not... football than Atletico Madrid. So that's well, all Okay. Need, that's well... all you need to know about the two leagues for me. Basketball yeah, I mean, I mean you I saw them get, get turned over in the week again. So, exactly what, what does that league even offer anymore for me?
1: I mean, to, talking about uh, Wolves attacking prowess, obviously, we haven't had much this season. Um, we haven't scored many goals. Um, do you think, you know, going forward, would you like to see us continue with the five at the back or next season, do you want us to maybe sign a top centre back and switch to a four so we can get that um, extra? You know that extra player in midfield, that attacking mid.
2: Yeah, I'd would love to see the latter, yeah, the second one. Um, I think if we, yeah, if we could push on and start using some of this this money that we've got or supposedly got to start getting someone in the positions that we actually need, rather than just filling places more that we've already got, sort of thing. I feel like at the moment we play like when we play five at the back, our three centre backs, probably two or even three of our three centre backs aren't weren't centre back. Agree. So. Yeah. So uh, I, are we just trying to make do there, or are we happy with what we've got? I just seem to think there's a lot of doubt, a lot of doubt in what uh, what the players c- can and can't do. So like we, when we go and attack teams, if they if we don't believe in ourselves, then surely we can just get picked apart. But like obviously, I'd back kind of Cody as a centre back as well. But like Willie Bolly, flawless before before injury. Don't know what he's going to be like afterwards. Kilman, great squad player. I'd love to see him in the starting eleven. more more and more often den Donker was a was a tough one for me because i'd seen him played centre back for belgium so i've really really i don't know how i don't centre-back. know how <laughs> and then obviously we've seen him now and it's been like he's had a rough time he's had a rough deal at centre back for wolves at the moment but i can't face it over the few games that we've seen for me uh, i probably have to give him a bit more maybe playing with different people all the time as well because our, our back three is getting similar to to Liverpool with like the re- revolving door effect of just who gets put there. We we don't have a clue, and I don't even think Nuno does sometimes. But uh, I mean, what, what's your
1: um what's your opinion on Nuno? I mean, are you? I'm guessing you Nuno in at the moment, but how long do you give him? I think that's the main uh, talking point. I think the majority of probably Nuno in, but it's about that talking point, is it? Of how long would you give him before you start looking and wanting to pull the plug?
2: uh a uh, uh, oh, massively Nuno in by the way Um uh, uh yeah uh, keeping obviously giving to the end of this season see how that pans out because I think we're in a very good position at the moment where we're better than the people we're better than the teams below us by by quite a bit I think and we're not going to get sucked into that so we're in a position where we can we can try things and change things here and there to see if it's going to work for next year so uh We can use this as sort of like an experimental period, if not, which we're not going to lose anything from. Uh, We're only going to see if if players can adjust to playing at this level and it'll only help us in the long run next year because this year I don't think we're going to be challenging too high at the top end of the table just yet. But uh, next year I think we could really give it a go. Uh, Nuno, I'd, I'd certainly give him obviously the hold till the end of this season. See how we get off next season till about the halfway mark, maybe, and then evaluate it there again. Because I think we set the bar very high, finishing Europa League and, and high, and just just off Europa League and like one point and goal difference and things like that. Of course. And so people yeah. are obviously expecting us to go and do this every single year, year on year out. And Sheffield United proved to us like when they came up, they got. They were up there and now the second season, them gone down. And we, we've managed to maintain that two years in a row. Obviously our finances are, are miles better than theirs, but they're still, it's a results-based game in football. We've seen lower league teams beat high league teams with finances. So it, it's just a matter of getting results and how, how well you play. And, uh, and we've managed to do that two years. And I wouldn't even see this year as a, as a failure if, we, if we'd have come into the from the championship into the Premier League,
0: and this would have been our first season. What about your off. Yeah, I think a of lot of people's argument with that though is that we haven't come up. We've already been here for two years. For me, I I don't understand this Nuno out talk whatsoever. Like I've even gone as far to say, let's 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 make no mistake about this. We are not an established top ten team. You've got the likes of Arsenal who are fighting for tenth, Everton, West Ham, Villa. Tottenham, these are big, big clubs, you know, big clubs. Yeah. If we went down, we, we could easily be in the Championship in five years. Oh, you know, there's bigger clubs than us that are further down there. You would argue, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's massive yeah. clubs, massive clubs everywhere. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard. It, it's it's a tough league at the minute. I I do think because even like the teams like Brighton and Fulham, they still come at you. They still play like very very attacking yep. football. And, they're not. They're not clueless, and every single team down there had a chance of staying up at one point. But obviously now, the bottom two start to slip away. But I'd still, yeah. I'd still back Newcastle. to take this to the end of the end of the season with teams like Newcastle, Brighton, and and teams like. I mean, that. Newcastle so are
0: Newcastle argue the biggest team, team in the country. That,
2: uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, uh, it's it's <laughs> it's. To watch. I watched a bit of Newcastle yeah. yesterday, and they, they were they were happy with the point and that, that proves them being such a huge club, how far they've come to be happy with the with a point last night against against Villa, who are relatively new to the league again.
1: But I guess the argument these days is, you know, what defines a big club now? Is it the amount of fans or the amount of money? I suppose people would argue a mixture of both, but, you know, obviously you've got teams like Sunderland, obviously still in League One at the moment who have a massive, you know, a massive support, but obviously don't have the owners' finances to back it. I mean, I suppose playing Devils' advocate, some people would say, well, Wolves have got the money to stay in the league. There's no way we should be going down, especially if the uh, owners are pumping money into the club every year.
0: Yeah. I obviously. mean, if our worst, if our worst yeah. season is between 10th and 12th, if that's our worst season to finish 12th in the Premier League, you've yeah. got to look at these things in context, man. Look at where we were five years ago. I know we say it a lot, but that still did happen. We were going to Macclesfield away. Do you know what I mean? It happened, so you've got to be careful. I think.
2: Yeah, I think we've all, we've always had one of the most fickle fan bases. Though, like it only <laughs> takes it only takes two games to lose, and everyone's like, right, this is it. So yeah. Go and, j- go and jump off a cliff and everything like that, and it's always been that sort of mentality. We I think we just need to sit sit back and have a bit of patience. Is this Nuno's you know, probably first blip that he's had since he's been here? Yes, he is, but I think- he, he earned the right to, to, to go through it. Of course he has, yeah. All we've had since Nuno's been here has been nothing but smiles and success, really. So now we're trying to see the other half of it. Mm-hmm. And and obviously, football's not always going to be win, win, win. We're going to experience ups and downs. It's a roller coaster type of game. So if Can- you're going to be there to cheer the highs, be there to support him when he has the lows, that's all I'm going to say.
0: I mean, if, if, if a blip is 12th in the Premier League, I don't know what exactly. else to say. Like, I just don't, yeah, you know.
2: considering where yes. we were as well. Yeah, people have very, very short memories, I think, as well. But people are going to see the last two seasons and think, "Yeah, this is this is terrible." But uh, is it? I, I personally I, don't think it is. I I'll just see it as right. Okay, it's happened now. How can we get? How can we kick on from? Right at the mm. moment? Yeah. yeah, we're spending we're spending money on youth as well. So sh- surely it can only get better. Like obviously. If we're spending money on Fabio Silva, I'm a big fan of Fabio. Obviously, he's not everybody's cup of tea, but at least he try, at least he tries hard. And everyone says that's a relegation mentality to just have a striker that tries hard. But
0: no, but, he's 18. But, he's 18, isn't he? He's
2: 18 years old. And you know, you see this one circulating on Twitter and Facebook all the time. well like, Harry Kane was on the bench for Leicester and like, and Orient, and Jamie Vardy was making shoes at 18, and then. And uh, Fabio Silva's sc- scoring goals in the Prem and in the Black Country Derby. So, are we too quick to judge? It's just the way football's going at the moment. I think massively, I think with everyone him, everyone's happy to jump on and marshal sure out anyone because so in... we've been privileged and spoiled with Ralph Jimenez, and now he's not there. We realize exactly how yeah. he's been. So,
1: yeah, man, out of interest, with um, you know, you've touched on there, but we have been spending a lot in the youth academy. People have two opinions on this. One think that the Youth Academy will probably be used more to actually, uh, you know, fund future transfers for more experienced players. Would you actually like to see more people coming into the, uh, you know, coming into the first team fold from the Academy or... What's your opinion? What,
2: what, what have we got to lose, really? Why not? Um, Especially now. I, I, like I wouldn't filter in like five or six. I wouldn't go overboard, but like to chuck one or one or two in here. Really, what have we got to lose? You see, City City occasionally filter one or two in, and it doesn't massively affect their game. So, if is there anyone if in the like under the 23s? The squad and the hierarchy. Think they're good enough? Then why not give give them a go? What have we got to lose, really? Especially, Especially this, this season, now as
0: well. Times like yeah. Now. Any names, uh, any names like jump out, out for any players
2: you? In. Use this time, any names names jump
0: out, like Otta like really or
2: isn't our player?
0: What names jump out at you from potential academy or under 23s? You know, the likes of Otta or whoever it may be. Do you give Morgan, yeah, Gibbs White, and like another, I
2: did like the look of Iron Otta uh, <laughs> until the the city game obviously where we had a rough deal but everyone's going to have a rough deal against city <laughs> I'm, not nice for that.
0: I'm 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 more annoyed about the miss at brighton than being 3-1 2-1 yeah. down against the yeah, city, you know, know. <laughs> to the yeah, I've, I've had
2: a few people talk to me about the miss at brighton mainly villa fans uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah now nah, we've got a lot of good people who can filter in i think a lot of people saw that city like he's hesitant he, he was hesitant on the ball but i think he'll struggle to see any player across the whole football league that hasn't shook on the ball at any one point, if that's the only time he's going to do it, then fair enough. Do it then. Yeah. We're losing
1: anyway.
0: This is what I tried to tell Scott, but Scott decided to go in on him and Nuno for no reason. because yeah, I didn't. Just, I went you know,
1: in on Nuno, not Otazawi. I blamed Nuno for playing him in that game. Yeah, that's what I said. Nuno and Otazawi. Speak- More that- Nuno. No, but I, I, put, I put no blame on Otazawi whatsoever. That was all Nuno's fault. Yeah. Every single bit of that was Otis Ali's off, fault.
0: Off camera, you were slating, Owen. No, Slate. I wasn't.
1: I said it's all Nuno's fault. <laughs> it was all yeah, Nuno's yeah, fault, Teams on a- like
2: Man City, I think you need like, like, proper, proper experienced heads in there, man. Because I think playing like Keir, Janna, Hoover, that game, I thought that was a bad move, but I really do yeah. like Hoover. But like obviously, we've got the young players. Like, I, I know I tweeted this the other day, but uh, players like Fabio Silva and Hoover... We, we don't exactly realise exactly just how, how young they are for, to be playing in the in the first team in a Premier League-established club. This if is what annoys me. For another 15 years, Hoover and, and Fabio Silva can play for Wolves for another 15 years, and they still wouldn't be as Gio Martino, still wouldn't be as old as Gio Martino is now playing <laughs> for us. But what, what I, I, I think... What a mad fans like. want
0: both, though. Fan, fans want a youngster who's going to come in and rip the league apart. Like, I've got no problems with uh Hoover playing that game against City, which I think he did okay. I don't think he was ripped apart. I- I'd rather Otter we make that mistake there than yeah, nil nil against the baggies or yeah, there you go, yeah. We're gonna play so game, it's a questioning mentality of the game,
2: really, isn't it? And- and Especially we'll have, this We could go in each game,
1: yeah. So. L- last question, Marsh. uh you know, we we asked Scott the same. If you know you had to pick one player that you were going to sign in the uh, transfer window, who who would you? What position would you specialise or uh, go for? Yeah. And who?
2: I mean, does uh, and who?
1: Yeah. Messi, he t-
2: he t- 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 the, uh, the centre back. Car. I think I'd have to I'd have to agree with the centre backer thing. Just because it's not even like the centre back would be the mic Mike- potentially the most needed because obviously we everybody would want an attacking midfielder but we can't have one without having a better centre back to so opens the space up. So centre back yeah, would have to come first and that had always been number one priority for me. Cause I think we've been getting away with it now. And I think we've been we've been just chucking players in. in that, 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 yeah. Fair enough are doing a very good job now and again. But we need someone that's going to be consistent, eight, nine, ten every week sort of player.
3: Yeah, we, can't, yeah.
2: we can't just afford to keep bending the rules sort of thing of just chucking a, a midfielder or like a, a right back in for 10 minutes or something like that. So that's like a real realistic like, target. We'll probably see just a, a centre back from Portugal like Diogo Leite. <laughs> I don't know how much he's, he's valued in these Dias. days, but probably tough. But, but if we can <clears> spend <throat> the money at the front, why not spend it at the back? You know, All teams are built on solid foundations. And of course, goals every game instead of losing, then it's more points on the board. So why not invest at the back?
1: I agree. And by doing that, we won't be able to get another man forward.
2: Yeah.
0: Listen, yeah, Marsh, we uh,
2: massively.
0: Them, we um, to. Yeah, I agree. Um, we we massively appreciate you coming on. Um, even though we had a few troubles at the start, we'll uh, we'll let you yeah. go and <laughs> take that wig off, um, and hopefully we can get you on for uh, for another stream in the future. Um, you, you haven't you got any links in the descriptions, have you? Because I don't think anyone would really care what you have to say next. So we probably haven't, <laughs> probably not going to put you, any links uh, in. Thank
2: you very much for having me. And it's been an, an honour to be on the first ever live stream as well
1: as it's been. <laughs> cheers, sure You were kind of the first guest. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, sort of. But I'll
2: get What's on that, Stone. Thanks, boys. Yeah, cheers, cheers for coming on. Thank I'll you.
1: <laughs> Right, guys, uh, yeah, another guest uh, saying that, you know, they want to prioritise the centre back in the summer. I mean, I'd have to agree, to be honest. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, So let's bring on our next guest. Uh, Let's welcome George to the stream. George, how are you doing? Hi, gents. How's it going? Good to see that you can hear us. Uh, No issues there. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. It It started well.
0: It started well. Um, I mean, I'll ask you the same question, George, that I asked Marshall. Is there anything you've heard so far that you completely disagree with or maybe even agree with and would say more?
4: Look, I think um, on the season, I think we all agree it's been a bit underwhelming, but it's by no means a disaster. Um, and really, it is all fine margins. I think the last couple of seasons we have overachieved um, and there's been games where we've nicked a draw or nicked a late win and this season, that hasn't worked out. So all of a sudden, you finish you finish 12th. Um, and then also with the injuries we've had, it just means that it becomes a little bit harder. I agree with what everyone's saying around the transfers as well. I think we need to reinvigorate the spine of the team a bit, um, both centre-back, um, <coughs> centre-midfielder, and the support striker, Terrell, once he's back. I, I feel for me, the one bit I have disagreed with is the centre midfield midfielder role is the priority because you look at our options there and i know we're playing i know we're playing players um, who are midfielders at the back but we've been so passive in midfield there's too much side to side and we need to be able to get the ball forward quicker and maybe that's a mix of the players and what nuno is trying to do but we really need some more energy in there i know people have been critical of neves at times but i think we need to sort of say to Neves now, you are the guy. You're the wonder kid from Porto. You, you, we need you to be that player who grabs the game by the scruff of the net. Um, and I, I think with that, he does need a new partner. I mean, I know you're probably going to ask, who do, who do we get? I think that that position is the million-dollar question. I'd love for us to be able to sign someone like Suchek at West Ham, where he, he's box-to-box, box, he's everywhere. He brings energy. But the but the problem is is finding is finding that and as you've touched on already um, we are we are wolves we're still a growing club it's very difficult to go and go and attract top top players so I'm sort of hoping there that we, we can find someone um, a little bit out of the blue I mean in terms of the, the centre back position I think what you've touched on already let's have a look at the teams that are in and around the bottom and let's try and um, try and raid those players. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's my house I'm in his room. <laughs> is
0: your you might as well tell us what is your favorite novel if you've ever read a book.
4: <laughs> oh, mate, I'm all uh, about biographies, no novels. <laughs>
0: yeah, George, I mean, I said I was going to ask you this question when I found out that you were going to come on. Um, you're talking about the central midfield there. Not many fans are talking about that as a position that is, you know, the most imperative. You know, I think it's I think part of the rationale behind that is because we've, because Neves and uh, Matinho are playing, fuck me, 60 games a season, it's like they'll play forever. That's, I think, the mentality that we're getting into. Mm. I mean, your favourite player of all time is Leander Dendonka. Let's just uh, get that out there. Do you not think he could replace
4: them in the middle? No, look, I think, you know, I've had my rants around uh, Dendonka over the last few months or so, but. It's it's not really fair to go and nail one player when I think there has been below path performances across the team. But I will say one thing about Dendonka is that he's a player who obviously we signed. He didn't make it into the team until probably four or five months after yeah, we signed was. him. Yeah. And we've seen very sort of slow, gradual progress with him. But this season, it's just been disastrous for him. And so it's almost been one step forward, two steps back. Um, and I think some of his defending when he's been playing at centre half, like what is he doing? Running around with his hands behind his back, just just defend, put, throw your body on the line. Um, and I, I recall there was some interest from uh, from Lazio for him at the start of the season. And I just I wonder whether his head's been turned a little bit. Um, I'm just really struggling to see what he brings to the team when he's
0: how, how how much benefit of the doubt do you give him that he's playing centre back, or do you think no? you're a, center, a central defensive midfielder. It's not like he's been playing there for two or three games now. It's been 10, 15 games. How, how lenient do you be with him moving forward as well?
4: Um, I mean, moving forward, I see him, based on this season, more more as a squad player, if I'm honest. Um, I think the thing is for him in midfield, and it goes back to my earlier point, he gets the ball and he just refuses to pass forward. His first thought is, sideways and backwards it's like having the Belgian Carl Henry in there and and sometimes (laughs) it's the point where he's he's playing these no look sideways passes which just causes more problem and to be honest if if you're gonna if he's going to do that and be so negative on the ball then I'd rather have a Ryan Bennett playing as your your centre back because at least you know he defends and if he gets in trouble he'll just boot the ball forward which to be honest I would like to see that a little bit more, a little bit more direct play from us, particularly when you've I got think a guy it, yeah. Neto in there. What was that? Sorry, James? Uh,
0: on your point, I think he did it against Villa, didn't he? He played that square pass behind and they counted. Yeah.
4: I think he hit the bar, I think. Yeah, that, that's what caused it. It was the Ollie Watkins shot. Um, exactly, exactly.
1: It, yeah. Yeah, well, I have to agree with you, George, to be honest. I, I, I just don't really see him having much of a future now at Molineux. Um, I think centre-back-wise, he's definitely not a centre-back and I don't really think he offers much in midfield either. I mean, we've seen him be played as the number 10 as well at times, or so almost the player that's supposed to be diving into the box so he can, just because he's a tall player, the, the logic is he might be able to header, but I've never actually, you know, You're he doesn't really out. seem to get on the end of headers, does
4: he? Yeah, I mean, as you guys were saying earlier and you touched on with uh, Marshall, if we're looking at that, for this season, why not give off to Sally more of a go?
1: I agree. I completely agree. I mean, another player that's divided opinion, uh, George is Samedo. Um Obviously didn't start too well. He's, a, You know, he started to get better in my opinion anyway. And I think we're starting to see a bit more of what he can offer and why we sign him for the price tag. Um, What have you made of his first season at, uh, at the club?
4: Yeah. So I think he had a shaky start and by his own admission, he, um, he struggled a little bit to adjust to the Premier League. Um, I think both defensively and then also with the role that Nuno is trying to employ with him. Um, let's be frank, he has made individual errors this season which have uh, led to goals. I think silly penalty against um, against Villa at home, he gave that away. And then um, Arsenal at home, he got turned really easily for their goal. But I will say, the last few weeks he has he has improved week on week and okay. i think he's, he's got a new lease of life now that adama is playing on the left because the thing is with those two playing on the right is they both want to hug the touch touch line there's no there's no connection with the play and it's almost those two playing in a straight line and it doesn't work because before um, and i'm not saying look that Doherty's is better than samedo but with adama and Doherty on that side Doherty's instinct was run inside, and the Dharmas would be go on the outside. Whereas those, <laughs> there and, uh, oh, look at that
1: <laughs> unbelievable, isn't it? That <laughs> I think, yeah, I think someone's
0: uh, <clears throat> trying to troll you a little bit there, but uh, I think, yeah, that actually came from a Chelsea fan. So let's take no who
1: hopefully will be <laughs> joining us next week, but we'll see.
4: <laughs> yeah, get my revenge. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs>
0: Obviously, we're in a group of like, there's like 12 of us that talk about football daily. Um, One player that I've been very vocal about, who you touched on there, um, moving off the right-hand side, is Adama. And I don't want this to turn into, let's just talk about every player in the team. But I think he's one of the most controversial uh, figures in the Wolves club, whether it's uh, as a managing role or a player or whatever the case may be. Uh, I've made my feelings clear. Is it justifiable to have one striker missing, no goals or assists in a a year? To me...
4: Well, and this is is where I think I'm going to be slightly controversial around Adama. And it's more around the goal and assist brigade where everyone looks at that stat. If you look at Adama's average position, it's very much, for most of the season, on the wide right, on that flank. Um, and you look at his dribble success rate, it's one of the best in the league, best in the world. The problem is, <laughs> the problem is, is we've not got a striker in the box. Um, I think on that, though, to be, and, and on the goals and assist point, I think one thing that he doesn't do and he needs to do more of is bust a gut to get in the box. When Neto, There's been times when Neto has got the ball on the other side of the pitch and he's played a pinpoint cross probably five to ten times this season. And if Adama had been running in back post, it's a tapping. So I think on that point, yeah, I, I do think that he does need to add more goals to his game. But then you've also got to look at where he's playing in the pit, on the pitch as well. Um, and I mean, more recently, when he's been playing on the left and he's actually cutting inside, I think he looks more of a threat. You know, we've seen him so, uh, score goals from outside the box. Uh, Man City at home, Spurs at home. Um, even the Leeds game the other day, I know that doesn't go down as a as a goal or an assist, but you know, yeah, yeah, make yeah. a goal. Um,
0: as well. I don't accept this positional play where people are saying, "Look what he does off the ball." You know, <clears throat> he's not being utilized properly. That's why he's got no figures this season. Roman Sice has three goals from centre back. Ruben Neves, albeit a lot of them are penalties, has five goals. Jean Moutinho scored a screamer.
4: But you're not, you're not going to score a goal, though, from the, the right-hand side corner flag, are you? Where yeah, he, Where he, is he... his goals come from? They've come from set pieces when he's standing on the, the penalty box. But that's where I agree that Adama needs to, if he's playing on the right, when Neto gets the ball on the opposite wing, bust a gut and, and get in the box. Uh, obviously, the
1: you know, last season we saw that Adama did much better, and much of that was because of Raúl. Do you think a lot of why he's not done well this season was down to the fact that we've not actually had that? I suppose that stri- that striker that knows to go towards the back post and get on the end of headers, and you know, I mean a lot of a lot of uh, uh you know Adama's crosses they're, they're going to go to the back post, and I don't know why the likes of Jose and Silva haven't started to pick up on that a bit more, and. I mean, do you think that's a factor of why he's not done so well? I mean, obviously, not having Raoul has affected the whole team, hasn't it? But maybe particularly Adama.
4: Yeah, look, I, th- I think you can't, you can't replace Raul. And I think that, that, that's a good point. But I also think that we've got to look to get more players in the box. So many times we'll get the ball in the wide position and we've only got one or two players in the box. And the chances of scoring off that very slim. Um, I mean, just actually touching on strikers and sort of on that point, I know um, you sort of touched on it earlier as well. Players I'd look at as a support striker is, let's have a look at one of the Burnley lads, because they're, they're a handful. Ashley Barnes, Chris Wood. I know probably not the most marquee of names, but I mean, Backpost Headers, for example, that's their bread and butter. And, and they're just a handful. That.
0: After his goal, I, I put this in the group. I think after the Burnley, after the Arsenal game where he got that uh, that lucky goal off Shaka, uh, Chris Woods forty goals in a hundred Premier League appearances. That's a great record.
4: Yeah, yeah
1: That's exactly.
4: A great record for Burnley. Yeah, and uh, with all respect to Burnley, exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, would you uh, Would you see that as a good uh, point, George? There, you know, leave Troy Neto up when defending corners. Could that help us uh,
4: get on the counter attack? Uh, yeah, totally. Definitely need to do that because it just plants that seed in um, the opposition's mind that, hang on, the defenders could be running towards their, their own goal here if a ball comes over the top. I mean, look at what we were doing against City. I know it's hard to be critical of that game, but I really don't know what we were trying to achieve in that game. We were trying to pass out from the back against the best team in the league at pressing and you've got pacey players at front. Why not just try and clip a ball in behind when you're playing? And just just see what happens. Um, Because at one point in that game, it was getting ridiculous. Like, Stones and Diaz were about 10 or 15 yards into our half, and they were just sat there for a good five minutes. It was almost like it was a training game. It was like it was a... And then no talking about this year being a transition, it was almost as though he was trying to see how good we could do at trying to pass the ball out from the back when we're playing the best team in the league. And it didn't really make much sense.
0: Yeah, he doesn't play that against the likes of Burnley and Sheffield United, but he'll try it against arguably the greatest team in the Premier League <laughs> um, yeah. what all I mean On that point of leaving Ore and Neto, um, I would literally camp them on the halfway line, not even 10, 15 yards out of our box when defending corners or you know free kicks that are going to get crossed in. And I don't think a lot of teams utilise that enough because no, no defending team, if we leave, say, Adama and Neto on the halfway line, no defending team there is going to leave just two players. They're not going to leave a two on two. They'll leave a three on two. And what does that mean? Yeah. We are yeah. an extra man in our box defending, so you can have one more person, say, on the goal line or you know on the post. So I, I don't think we utilise it enough. And I think that comes down to maybe the coaching. But also, Adama's got to be at the point now in his career, and I've said it before, he's not 21, he's not 22, he's getting on now. He's got to be adapting his game himself. And mm-hmm. I've, never I've, seen a that, yeah. I've never seen a footballer utilise their ability less than Adama. He just refuses to take people on when there's 60 yards ahead of them. He's that quick off the line. No, forget when he gets up to speed. Those first 10 yards, no one gets near him. And I, I just don't... Listen, go back to the 50s and 60s. If you're quick enough, yes, it's not beautiful on the eye, just launch the ball 30 yards and run. It might not be pretty, but you know, it's effective.
4: Yeah, and yeah. we're not asking that to be the style of play, but you just think... With his pace, why don't we use it more? And again, it comes down to can we get him in more central positions? And um, but totally agree. There's no point having a Dharma in the box as uh, he's almost been used as a blocker this year, as though it's as though it's American football. <laughs> I know he's built like an American football player, but no, I totally yeah. agree. Let's get him on the let's get him in positions where he can have more impact on the game. And I do think that is having a, a more of a central role.
0: I mean, so I mean, just to finish off with yourself, like we did with Marshall and uh, Scott. I think you've already answered it slightly. If you could have just one position, if he was only going to make one signing, a realistic signing, you know, not a Ronaldo, but who would you have and in what position?
1: I was going to say as well, if you if you are going to go for the centre, central mid, George, um, would you like to see on top of that? Would you like to see us move to a back four and have maybe go and purchase a real decent attacking mid? Or is your priority more that like replacing Jal? Where do your priorities lie with that one?
4: Yeah, so I think I would like to see us play a back four. I think what's interesting um, is Nuno's been putting on very much a brave face this year by saying the solution's in the squad. The solutions are not in this squad because we've got so many youngsters. And uh, the proof in the pudding is that ever since Pedence has been injured, we have not played the back. And the reason is, is because yeah. he doesn't have the choice to play that uh, front three, because let's be honest, who are the options if Pedence is not fit? Um, you've obviously got Neto, Adama, and then he has to choose Gibbs White or Vitinha. And I think that he just doesn't trust those players to be able to to play that role. And I think the interesting point there on, on signings is I think we need to move away a bit from the reliance on reliance on George Mendes because we have a risk that we become a little bit of a feeder club for him because for every Pedro Neto there's a Vettinia, a Jordao or a Jesus Vallejo. And, and yep. on, the, on the first two, Jordao and Vettinia, I can't really say too much of a bad word about them because they've not been given a chance. But why have they not been given a chance? Why have we brought players into the team, into the squad to not actually get starts? Is that just George Mendez using Worms as a little bit of a feeder club? And it's sort of the carrot on the string that if you take these two youngsters on, I'll get you this marquee signing. I think we need to move away from that. So my first point on transfers is let's move away from that. Let's go for established players who we've heard of. Um, But I think the centre midfield role, that's a million dollar question. And as I've said, we need someone like a Sue but how can we find him? In terms of defenders, I think we go for Lewis Dunn, to be honest, because he's a good defender. No nonsense. That would be a good one.
0: Yeah, I I've, agree with like, that. I've liked him for a long time. And if you've not as much this season, but if you've noticed in the last two or three years, Louis Dunk is good for five goals a season. I think one season he's got six. I might be wrong. It might be all comps, but he's good for goals, which, you know, we've like Bowley's been good for goals over the last couple of seasons, but they've dried up. Um, so I I, I agree yeah. completely.
1: I mean, that's, that's a great point about the uh, the, the Mendes link that you've touched on, George. Um, you know, obviously, for seven mil for, you know, Doherty. That was our record signing for Roger Johnson. And we're giving that <laughs> to agents now. God. To, to, to Mendes, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you could maybe, if that was a, you know, a 30, 30, 35 million pound transfer, you could excuse it. Um, yeah, what's I, think I, think, <laughs> I think you're right a bit as well, Georgian, but you're saying, you know, um, are we going to become a feeder club? You know, we've seen obviously Jota move on to Liverpool. Um, arguably, you could say the idea was always for Neves to move on. I, I really don't believe that when he signed for us in the championship, the idea was for him to uh, stay with us. I think, you know, the idea at the time was probably to go, go and showcase him and go, look, look, you know, i, I Maybe I could play for a Liverpool or a City, but obviously that's not really materialised yet anyway. Um, do you think we run the danger if we keep Mendes? But that's that's what's going to happen. We're just going to become a feeder club and that's going to mean can we can I, only really grow so far. Can
0: I Can I just jump in there? Because I want to finish on George's opinion being the guest. I don't see this tag as a feeder club in the negative way that other people do. We're not a feeder club like a Celtic, you know, where they go there for a few years and then come to the Prem. If we, How realistic is it that we're going to break that top six? And I don't mean for one year, but I mean, are we going to finish in the Champions League three out of four years? It's very unlikely. If we're going to be a feeder club where we're getting very top young talent for 20 million... And sell them for 50. Uh, listen, ask Sheffield United fans if you'd rather be Mendez's uh, feeder club and they'll, you know, wait for their answer. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world.
1: George, do you agree or have you got a different opinion? I mean, obviously, Fosen want us to get right to the top, obviously, easier said than done, but Matt, that might be the counterpoint.
4: Yeah, exactly that. I agree. I agree with that. It, it depends on Fosen's ambition. If, if they want us to genuinely break into the top four, um, and, and move into that, that big six, then we do have to stop that feeder, feeder mentality and nip it in the bud. Um, but, you know, I, I do see where you're coming from, Wetton, in that actually, if we do get the nettos, then it, it, if the ambition is to be an established top half side, it will work. Obviously, us as fans, we just want the absolute maximum. So that's where my comment comes from around, around Mendes really is, we know Fosen have got deep pockets, so let's not rely on him all the time, and let's just try and make this football club as big and as best as we can as we can really.
0: Um, listen, George, you've been you've been a, a really good guest. Hopefully, we can get you on again and uh, have a think about what your favourite novel actually is, and we'll uh, <laughs> try we'll try and let all seven viewers know in the next
4: episode. <laughs> yeah, cheers, boys. It's been really good. Good work as well on the, on all of the stuff you are doing.
1: Cheers, George. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. Don't forget to share. Oh,
0: yeah. Listen, guys, if you are still watching and we do appreciate this, um, you know, do give us a share. Do give us a like if you're already still in the stream. If you've dropped a comment, uh, do like the video as well. And if you're not Um, subscribed, um, subscribe or, um, you know.
1: Yeah, that's the main thing. Subscribe. It doesn't cost anything, but it helps us out a lot. So if you have enjoyed it, please subscribe, guys. Um, So, yeah, we were supposed to get on a... I'll ask guest James. Unfortunately, he's uh ran into some boiler issues, but at the same time we've already ran ran uh, over an hour anyway, so it's not such yeah. a uh, bad thing. just had a uh, a comment here for someone uh that's for those that are watching over the age of eighteen, uh, <laughs> it might be a bit of a joke there that I thought I'd uh, have to share have to share, George. You, yeah, you seem to get a lot love him, of
0: love uh who was man of the match? I'm lo- loving the love. Don't go. <laughs> I can stay in just do this.
1: Jesus. Look at that. I, I, th- I think everyone's... I- I'm actually waiting for the view count to go down. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, but thanks, to- thanks I for all our guests that uh, came on. Well, and you're going to go and carry on drinking bayonets. And, guys, we've got a really exciting show coming next week. Uh, obviously, Luke has been on the in the chat. Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully... He does come on next week to talk Chelsea. We've also got a Huddersfield fan coming on and a Sheffield United fan. And we're also hoping to uh, have one more guest as well. So please come back next week, guys, and subscribe to the channel if you've not done so so already. Oh, dear. Oh, dear.
0: (laughs) <laughs> there's one less subscriber.
1: Um, so this has been a negative,
0: uh, a negative stream, if anything, <laughs> we have lost. Yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> doing it. Um, well, guys, I'm going to go play some poker and drink this Bailey. So yeah. See you later. See you next time guys. Bye, yeah. Bye.